0: sometimes controversial, always politically incorrect, and pro-life without exception, without compromise, and without apology. It's the Pro-Life America podcast with your hosts, Sarah Waits and the president of Life Dynamics, Mark Crutcher.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pro-Life America podcast. I am your host, Sarah Waits. And of course, I'm joined again by my co-host, Mark's Mm -hmm. daughter, Sheila Crutcher. Hi, everyone. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Sheila. So this week's theme, we kind of thought we'd talk about the good, bad, and the ugly that's going on in the news right now. Mm -hmm. So in the good news, for the first time ever, a life-saving brain surgery was done on a baby in the womb. Derek and Kenyatta Coleman went for their 30-week ultrasound and when they went in, the doctor told her that something wasn't right in terms of the baby's brain and that the heart was also enlarged. And they found out that the baby was had something called a vein of galen malformation, which I don't know if anybody <laughs> has heard of that or not. No, that's quite the mouthful. It is a rare blood vessel abnormality inside the brain, which causes misshapen arteries to connect to veins instead of capillaries, which... What all this means is it can slow down blood flow mm-hmm. and cause blood pressure problems, especially in the brain. Yeah. And because of this, about one-third of all children do not survive the first four weeks of life. Uh-huh. So the parents decided that it was worth the risk to do brain surgery. And baby Denver, that was their baby, was born two days post-op with no birth defects and limited complications And after three weeks of birth, they found that there was no signs of abnormal blood flow shown in MRI scans and needed no cardiovascular
0: assistance. So this is the first treated patient of the clinic trial, and this is amazing news. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Can you imagine, you know, that child growing up to tell that story? You know, I had surgery right off the bat. Also talking about good news, Um, this is pretty cool. So a Catholic university, the Catholic University of America, installed a sculpture called Advent Mm-hmm. on their Washington, D.C. campus. It's a bronze and stainless mm-hmm. steel depiction of Mary cradling unborn baby Jesus mm-hmm. in her womb. It was done by a Canadian sculptor named Timothy... Schmals. Yeah, and the artist says that he hopes that this sculpture will be a positive pushback against anti-child attitudes that are occurring in modern culture. You can go online and see pictures of it, and it's pretty cool looking. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. so that's a good... Celebration of unborn life. I thought so. it was really cool too that,
1: according to the article, this spring the Texas legislature is considering legislation to permit another pro life statue mm-hmm. by Schmalls to be erected on the state capitol grounds in Austin. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Of course, he, I
1: will believe it when I see it yes. because of the culture down in Austin. Mm-hmm. So. Right,
0: right. Well, speaking of universities, right? Mm -hmm. So this comes out of Michigan. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) But two students from Michigan State University are suing their professor for First Amendment violations after about 600 of her students were forced to pay a $99 membership fee to the rebellion community as a requirement for the business communication class that she taught. And this is a required course for all undergraduates pursuing a business degree. Uh Wisner said that the fees were for the use of technology and guest speakers. But on her own Facebook page, she posted that the membership fees that were donated to the group were given to planned parenthood
1: she also says that the rebellion community is a safe space to coordinate our efforts
0: to burn everything to the mm-hmm. effing ground yes and get this she was the creator and controller of the group that the students paid the money to oh but i'm sure that's complete mm-hmm. happenstance and that there's no oh. profit going into her pocket oh, yeah oh, Well, yeah. also the students also claim that she used part of the money for an RV that she was going to use to travel cross-country with her two kids and three pets for basically activism work. So she's making her students pay this $99 membership fee that's going to Planned Parenthood and her Mm -hmm. own activism group. And I think the proof for this that she's using these students Mm -hmm. to do this is
1: that according to the lawsuit, the total 1,157-person membership of the rebellion Mm -hmm. community is, quote, almost completely accounted for by the students in both the spring 2023 and fall 2022 sections of Weisner's business communication class. Mm -hmm. So pretty much most of the people on that site are her students, Mm -hmm. which she's
0: required them to do through the university. Right. Well, the school did refund the students the money Mm -hmm. and put her on leave. But now she's been fired. Yeah. But they have no comment about the incident. I mean, this just shows what wasteland universities have become they're filled with these heavy leftist Mm -hmm. professors who just push agendas on the students this wasn't about business communication this was all about her getting money and promoting her activism group and yeah. giving it to Planned Parenthood. Well so.
1: things have changed a bunch even since you and I mm-hmm. were in school. In yeah. fact, even the college that we went to, the mm-hmm. the atmosphere and the culture has changed dramatically. Right. I mean it was bad when we were there, but it's But it gotten, wasn't yeah, it's yeah. gotten worse. But We have seen that the left and specifically the abortion industry has focused a lot on college students Mm -hmm. and it's because they're trying to get the support they're trying to get the market for abortion Mm -hmm. and so that's why they're so invested in college students
0: Mm -hmm. and they're trying to get them started early
1: yeah related to college professors There was recently a thing that blew up on social media, which I'm sure many of the people who listen to podcasts have seen, but if you haven't, earlier this month, Students for Life had a table at Hunter College, which is a public college in New York City, Mm -hmm. and an adjunct associate professor in the college art department named Shalene Rodriguez came up to the students, Mm -hmm. engaged them, started shouting at them, shoved things and materials Mm -hmm. off the table. Of course. Afterwards, the group CNUI for abortion rights praised her for her, quote, quote, courageous actions mm-hmm. and stated her actions to shut down the tabling were fully justified and are part of a long and celebrated CUNY legacy of confronting groups such as military recruiters who disseminate misleading information. Yeah, see,
0: what these people do is the only way that they can shut down the truth is by just making people shut up. They can't engage. They can't refute facts. And so what they do, the only Mm -hmm. way to win for them is to shut down all opposition. Right. Because they're on the losing side. They're on the side of misinformation, as they like to say. And, you know, it used to be a deal of not
1: even doing debates. Now Mm -hmm. it's Destroying the materials and vandalizing this stuff and mm-hmm. getting people kicked off campus, chasing them off campus if need be. Right. That's the tactics that they seem to have moved from. Mm-hmm. In their mind, hostile actions like that are, quote, quote, justified <laughs> because of the, quote, yeah. hostility of the position that yeah. is being presented. So after her confrontation at the college, a New York Post reporter and photographer went to Rodriguez's home to ask her about it. And she threatened him. With a machete. You can't make this up. She comes to the door with a machete. She tells him to leave, mm-hmm. puts a machete to one of the guys' necks, so they leave, mm-hmm. understandably. They're walking down the street. She's following them mm-hmm. and shouting, Get out of the neighborhood, and starts chasing them again with a machete. After all of this, understandably, Rodriguez has been fired and is potentially
0: looking at charges by the New York Police Department. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I am surprised that she was fired because it is in New York City and New York City is very liberal. and I Yeah, mean, but this is a public college. Well, yeah, but these people get hired in the first place. Yeah. This is scary because these are the people that are teaching people's kids.
1: Well, you know, it reminds me of that time there was a young girl, I think she was actually high school, but she was on a college campus and she was trying to talk to people about abortion. Mm-hmm. I believe her name was Thryn Short and she was assaulted mm-hmm. by a professor who took mm-hmm. her signs that she had, yep. confiscated and just walk it off to her office as if she was the police of Mm -hmm. signs and she had the authority to do this Mm -hmm. she rips this stuff from a teenage girl Mm
0: -hmm. what about that seems right or the proper behavior for a professor it's not but these people don't care like we said all they can do is try to shut out the opposition
1: Yeah. It's ridiculous. So now that we've covered the bad, let's get into the ugly. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know, in Illinois, there is a clinic called Hope Clinic for Women. Mm -hmm. This illustrious facility has had
0: (laughs) four medical emergencies in less than two months. So this is an abortion clinic that Mm -hmm. obviously just falls into the stereotypical bad medicine category, if you want to even call it medicine. And Operation Rescue,
1: who keeps up with a lot of the stuff that's going on in these clinics, Mm -hmm. have been trying to find out more information about some of the injuries, but they recently learned that the fourth incident involved a 13-year-old girl Mm -hmm. who had undergone a second-trimester abortion and was seriously injured Mm -hmm. by basically a tear in the uterus. The girl was taken to a level one trauma center. And for those who don't know, a level one trauma center is a hospital that has more equipment and mm-hmm. doctors who specialize and deal with a harder injury cases. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not that that was her or not, I don't know. But I thought it was important that she was taken to a level one trauma center. Mm-hmm. Right. And this girl's 13 years old.
0: Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Granite City is refusing to release the dispatch transcript, which Is suspicious because what are they trying to hide? This dispatch transcript is supposed to be public record. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to request it and then they give it to you, but they're refusing to release it. And so you have this 13 year old girl who goes in for a second trimester abortion Mm -hmm. who gets seriously injured and now Granite City is not releasing the information. I mean, this brings up the child predator issue. Yeah, because the fact of the matter is, at 13 years old, you can't legally consent Mm -hmm. to sex. You're still a minor. You're still a minor.
1: Mm -hmm. So when a 13-year-old comes into a facility like this, Mm -hmm. they are mandated reporters. Who's a mandated reporter kind of depends a little bit based on the state because it changes a little bit state to state. But generally, it includes teachers and doctors Mm -hmm. and anyone involved in medicine, right? Right. So you have a 13-year-old who's coming in for an abortion. Mm-hmm. They can't legally consent to sex. That is an automatic report mm-hmm. because that minor cannot consent to sex and they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And the question is, did they report? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Which is what Operation Rescue is trying to find out. And in our I've child predator report, we found that over 90% of the clinics that we contacted mm-hmm.
0: agreed not to report. The abortion clinics, including Planned Parenthoods mm-hmm. and Planned Parenthood... They're supposed to care about females, which they don't. It's all about abortion and they try to cover their butts as much as they can. Speaking of things that we have kind of talked about in the past,
1: we have talked about before how sending the battle, the abortion battle, back to the states. Mm causes an even harder job of getting rid of legalized abortion mm-hmm. because you're on a state-by-state basis. Right. And some states like California, New York, mm-hmm. uh, New Mexico, Colorado, mm-hmm. heavily liberal states that are going to work to enshrine and have enshrined mm-hmm. abortion rights in their state's constitutions. Right. And that's going to be an even harder battle. hmm But that's exactly what the left wanted, was it to go to the states because of that very fact, because they could create these abortion haven states Mm -hmm. where they set up these industries. Right. As proof of this, Planned Parenthood has announced that they are shifting its funding to its state affiliates Mm -hmm. and cutting off national office staff. They are looking Mm -hmm. at cutting down staff by 10 to
0: 15% of the national employees. They're wanting to boost their regional presence Mm -hmm. while cutting back on their national presence. Because they know that like in states like Texas and Oklahoma and the more conservative states, they know that they're going to have difficult times. Mm -hmm. That's why they want to make these big regional centers, Mm -hmm. mega centers in order to have abortion be available there. You've seen in the last few years, a lot of, Restructuring, mm-hmm.
1: clustering of Planned Parenthood's into these mega centers mm-hmm. and changing locations, even putting them near state borders, mm-hmm. and all of this is tied, connected together. In this article, mm-hmm. it said that Planned Parenthood plans to increase funding for non-abortion health services in states with bans,
0: mm-hmm. and in,
1: in order to basically keep themselves ingrained in those states. But it also plans to increase funding in places where abortion remains legal mm-hmm. so they're emphasizing abortion in the states where it's legal and in the other places they're trying right. to keep themselves present by investing in these other things mm-hmm. it also said that they plan to improve technology for electronic medical record sharing mm-hmm. and telehealth mm-hmm. and when, as we talked about we had a theory with these big mega centers that mm-hmm. had floor entire floors that were empty right and when, during the pandemic shutdown mm-hmm. the covid shutdown they and other abortion groups were pushing for the lessening of the restrictions on telehealth mm-hmm. and chemical abortion. Right. And we think all of this is connected. Oh, yeah. They I- can have a doctor in one state who's got two floors of
0: people just sitting there in front of a computer screen mm-hmm. prescribing drugs and sending it to people in all these other states. Well, it's obvious that Planned Parenthood saw the writing on the wall and saw where this battle was headed Mm -hmm. because they're doing everything they can. And also this proves that for them, it's not about women's health. That's about abortion Mm -hmm. because they're boosting their funding Mm -hmm. for the states that have abortion. Yeah. If it was about women's health, they wouldn't care that it was now on a state by state basis. They would say it's still about women's health. So we're going to keep our national funds up, but Mm -hmm. that's not what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it just shows, again, what their priorities are. We've seen cases of Planned Parenthood saying, if we
1: can't have abortion, then we're going to shut down. Mm -hmm. Well, wait a minute. If abortion is only 3%
0: of your services, Mm -hmm. why in the world is that a make-or-break deal for you? Right, right. Because, again, it's about abortion for them and about the money. Mm -hmm. And speaking of money, um, for this week's From the Mouth of Mark this is a good topic right now not only cuz of you know what we've been talking about this episode but also mm-hmm. gas prices. Gas prices have gone up again. Last time I looked it was like 3.29. It depends on the gas yeah. station but yeah. yeah. Of course this is Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm sure California it's oh, six yeah. or seven dollars yeah, a but gallon. It had gone back down to two eighty eight just a couple of days ago. Now it's back up to three twenty nine. And so I saw this quote from my dad from April seventh, two thousand and eight, one of his little writings he did. Mm-hmm. And so I thought this was good. One of his little writings? Yes. Well <laughs> one of his like little blurbs <laughs> that he did. One of his little so, musings yeah. he <laughs> released. Yeah. <laughs> he said Congress recently hauled in the leaders of the nation's largest oil companies to discuss the skyrocketing price of gasoline. Interestingly, while these buffoons were grandstanding in front of the cameras about obscene profits in the oil industry, nothing was said about the fact that on every gallon of gas sold in the United States, the government makes several times what the oil companies make. In other words, if Big Oil agreed to sell gasoline at no profit, That would not save nearly as much money as it would if Congress reduced the obscene taxes on gasoline. But what I do want to know is this. When is Congress going to hold hearings on why Planned Parenthood, a multinational nonprofit corporation with about a billion dollars in assets, made more than $60 million profit last year and is still getting over $300 million a year in taxpayer money? You can bet the family farm that Planned Parenthood's return on investment percentage is significantly higher than Exxon and Mobil's combined. So why isn't Congress getting their panties in a wad over those obscene profits? That's a good question. That is a good question. I mean, recently, you know, the federal government was talking about gas prices and saying that these companies could take less than gas. Well, again, it's about tax money on gas. Number one. And number two, again, they pretend like they care about this issue. Why don't they at least pretend to care about the unborn babies and Planned Parenthood?
1: Well, you ask, why aren't they doing anything Mm -hmm. about it? I think it ties into the deal that we've covered on here about immigration. Mm -hmm. And we reveal the reasons why People on both sides of the aisle have not done things about immigration, and it's because they don't want to. There is this very specific reason, and it has to do with money Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Exactly. And if you haven't gone and listened to that episode, I will put the link in the description Mm -hmm. because you really should go listen to that. Mm -hmm. I had never considered that before Mark revealed that and explained Mm -hmm. that to me. And I think he
0: was 100% right. Mm-hmm. He would say that, you know, if he, he was, was right on everything. yeah. So, <laughs> but yes, he was yeah. right on that. And again, he was right on this issue with gasoline and Planned Parenthood. And even though that was uh, from 2008, 2008, 2008 yeah. that still rings true. And you as a taxpayer are still paying mm-hmm. for Planned Parenthood. Yeah absolutely think about that yep (laughs) speaking of paying if you like the
1: podcast we encourage you guys to consider donating to us we always put the link to do that in our description you can go look at our projects that we've done and our Mm -hmm. reports and see all the other things that we've done Mm -hmm. and if you also if you like the show make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform Mm -hmm. we're on A whole bunch of them, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, the list goes on. Mm
0: -hmm. And also, go to the website, lifedynamics.com forward slash podcast. You can always listen there. Uh And give comments. And give show (laughs) suggestions. Yes, there we go. All right, guys. Well, thank you so Uh much for joining us, and we will see you next Mm week. Life Dynamics is not here to put up a good fight. Mm -mm. We're here to win. Because winning is how the killing stops. We'll see you guys next week week. Bye guys.